What's going on, family? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to another edition of the Faction Quick Hits. It's your man, GB Gerard Bonner, and I hope you guys are doing well. Hope you've had a great week so far and that you are right here in the middle of the week, ready to push forward toward the weekend, as we always do. Thank you so much to everyone who hangs out with us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. We absolutely appreciate you. We also appreciate those of you who choose to hang out with us via podcast. That's right. Those of you who are subscribed and listening to us now, thank you so much. If you've not subscribed, hit the subscribe button and, of course, leave a comment and rate us on your preferred podcast platform. All right, let's jump into some news, kicking off with news about Monday Night Raw. This week's episode of Monday Night Raw brought in 1.686 million viewers, which is down from last week's 1.822 million viewers. So they lost about 140,000 viewers. Now they had some tough competition uh, in the form of two Monday Night Football games and a baseball playoff game between the Yankees and the Tampa Bay Rays. Now, there were a couple of really big moments coming out of Monday Night Raw, perhaps the biggest of which is the return of Retribution and now discovering who the leader of Retribution is. Now, we've talked uh, quite a bit in varying circles in terms of who should be the leader of Retribution. There were those who thought maybe uh, a former superstar uh, should do that, maybe a fired superstar should do that. I've heard names like Kurt Angle. I've heard names like Tommaso Ciampa. I've heard all kinds of names. But the leader of Retribution is Mustafa Ali. Now, let me tell you where I think this is actually a very good thing. For one, if you guys remember months ago, there was kind of this hacker thing that was supposed to be happening that many thought was Mustafa Ali, and that kind of went buried. Then we think about how last year's opportunity for Kofi Kingston happened because Mustafa Ali was injured pulled out of the Elimination Chamber match. Then we saw the rise of Kofi Mania. Every major opportunity, it seems, for Mustafa Ali to be able to do something significant on a WWE platform has been yanked away from him. So the concept of retribution suddenly makes sense for Mustafa Ali, and we did not see it coming. It also makes sense because the group Retribution has gone specifically after the Hurt Business, and the Hurt Business has been creating major waves for Mustafa Ali. Another interesting note about this, that whole crew surrounding Apollo Crews seems to be breaking off bit by bit and piece by piece. Remember, it was like four guys. It was Apollo Crews, Cedric Alexander, Mustafa Ali, and Ricochet. Well, Cedric Alexander has moved to the Hurt Business, and now Ali is getting the opportunity with Retribution. So what does that do for Apollo Crews and Ricochet? I don't know, but if I'm Ricochet, I'm parting ways because right now it seems like the affiliation with Apollo Crews isn't doing very much. We got to be honest, it's not. Like, it was kind of cool the one moment to see him win the U.S. title, but I don't know that many of us really cared that much about his U.S. title push. It wasn't a big one. Maybe he needs to make a turn 
as well to kind of help his career make some moves. But now with Mustafa Ali in charge of retribution, I'm a bit more interested in seeing where this goes. I hope that they lose those horrible names for those guys, though it seems as though they are committed to them. But I want to see what Ali does as the leader of this group. It should be very interesting to watch. So I think that was a win for WWE. Um, I'm also interested in seeing perhaps where this thing can go with The Fiend and Kevin Owens. Uh, It is now certainly a cross-promotional, cross-brand situation, though that may change by this Friday as we learn of people being drafted to SmackDown and next Monday, those being drafted to Raw. And speaking of this WWE draft, I've got to ask, does it even matter anymore, the WWE draft? Now, let me tell you why I ask that. Because pre-pandemic, it mattered because they would be in two separate locations. Um, Certainly, there'd be a cross-section of fans, but you actually had some SmackDown ratings, some Raw ratings, and fans behind it. Now we know everybody's performing from the same arenas. We know everybody's in the building together. And many of these are, well, they're not taped anymore now that we have the Thunderdome, but it does cause us to ask the question, does the WWE draft matter anymore? WWE has relaxed so many rules. Think about it. Why are there people crossing brands before the draft has even happened? It doesn't make much sense. So from where I sit, eh, I don't know that I'm as dialed into the draft this year as I was last year or years prior because WWE continues to relax the rule, use no continuity, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll see what this is going to look like starting this Friday. But again, with no apparent figureheads for Raw or SmackDown, with Adam Pearce being the only on-camera WWE official, Who's in charge of this? And I don't want to see the folks from USA or the folks from Fox involved. It's not that kind of party. It didn't work last year. It's not going to work this year. So it's going to be interesting to see what WWE can do to make the draft interesting for most of us. As for me, eh. I'm not really sure that I'm all that interested. So tonight, a very, very big night in the world of pro wrestling as it is the official 30-year celebration of Chris Jericho's iconic career. And I got to say, you can make all sorts of arguments in terms of who belongs to the Mount Rushmore of pro wrestling. I think that changes as the days and years go by. I think we have to add Chris Jericho to the conversation. If you look at his resume, if you look at his career, uh, he has perhaps done more, and I might get in trouble for this, than you know, guys that we've often revered. Uh, and, and I'll tell you why. Look at what Chris Jericho has done. He did not solely make a name for himself just in one company. So for instance, when you think about Ric Flair, you automatically think about the NWA and WCW. His WWE career was not all that significant. You think of Hulk Hogan, you think primarily of WWE, though you can argue that the last couple of years of his WCW career marked uh, a significant move and rebirth for him. Think about whoever else you're considering to be a great. The Rock. The Rock was only a WWE guy. Triple H, primarily a WWE guy. The Undertaker, completely a WWE guy, with the exception of his, you know, early, very early years. Um, Pick some more folks. I mean, you're going to get 
primarily one company or another. There's arguably no wrestler who is at the twilight and peak of his career that has spent more time in multiple organizations being a star in all those places besides Chris Jericho. Think about all that he did in WCW, certainly um, blowing up the cruiserweight division. Um, before that, of course, his time in, in Japan, his time in ECW. Of course, when he went to WWE, the rocket ship was put on him, and he was pretty amazing with that uh, promo, cutting off the rock to debut uh, the countdown, the Millennial Man countdown. Just an amazing situation. Um, but then you think about it, the... Uh, Arguably the greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time. Nine-time Intercontinental Champion. Nobody else has done that. But then to leave a WWE career and head over to New Japan and win the Intercontinental Championship in New Japan to then turn around and be one of the building blocks of AEW and become the inaugural AEW Champion to reinvent himself Everywhere he has gone, multiple times in WWE, the pain maker in New Japan, uh, Le Champion, uh, the, the Demo God, all of these things in AEW, he's at the top of his game. And so what an amazing 30-year career and to still be going strong. It's amazing to watch. What has happened with Chris Jericho and uh, the trajectory of his career? And I am certainly appreciative of all that Chris Jericho has done for the world of pro wrestling and in the world of pro wrestling. Uh, one of the best podcasts in the business. You know, you think about that. Think about all of the things that he has done and continues to do. Chris Jericho is an absolute legend. So shout out to Y2J. Chris Jericho on his 30-year anniversary in the pro wrestling business. And of course, there will be a big celebration for that tonight as part of AEW Dynamite. Next week marks the one-year anniversary show for AEW Dynamite, though the actual anniversary was on October the 2nd. And so uh, I'm looking forward to getting together with my good brothers, Courtney Beard and Brandon Clack, as we're going to be talking very, very soon about what has happened. You know, one year later, AEW Dynamite, SmackDown on Fox, the NWA, have those entities really thrived in the last year since the groundbreaking moves that happened this time last year. We're going to have a conversation about that coming to you very, very soon. So be on the lookout for that. I want to get your thoughts. Some of you have already commented on social media relative to your thoughts uh, and memories of your favorite moments of Chris Jericho's career. We'd love to hear that. I want to get your thoughts on Mustafa Ali leading retribution. Let's talk about that and much more via social media at The Faction Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Be sure, of course, to subscribe to our podcast. Got to give a big shout out to one of our good friends, V. George Smith, who celebrates a birthday today. Happy birthday to you, sir. We absolutely appreciate and love you. All right, we're going to get out of here. Remember, NXT is on its way tonight. AEW Dynamite is on its way tonight. NXT UK is on its way tomorrow. So lots of great wrestling action coming your way. And of course, we're here to bring all of it to you. Until next time, it's your man GB, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray. Collectively, we're known as The Faction. I need my people, here we go